Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 4, I Spy. Woohoo! So Caroline, why don't you introduce the one new character that we meet? Yeah, so uh, in this episode we meet a character named Akila Amador. Um, she is a mysterious psychic slash cyborg slash pre-sky colson's daughter (laughs) he's gotta stop doing that (laughs) he's gotta (laughs) he just cares too much all right what happened in this episode so we open and there's no explosion this time i'm really sad about it actually so we open in circles square in stockholm sweden on a group of twister circle square in stockholm sweden we open on a group of white men in identical red masks, gray suits, and silver briefcases handcuffed to their wrists. Uh, they all walk through this very like public square in a domineering, entitled manner. Did not like it. I remember being like so creeped out by those red masks. Yeah. I still am. Can you imagine <laughs> just minding your own business in public and you see like a huge group of people in these red masks just walking? Awful. That would be terrifying. I hate it. There's one woman who's like actually holding her ground because everybody else kind of runs away. And so she's holding her ground with her eyes closed as they pass her. And so all of these men, they get on a subway car and it's disgusting. I <laughs> I hate this whole scene. Um, (laughs) I don't care where I'm going. I don't care if, like, I'm going to, I was going to say my own child's birth. I would be there for that. It it doesn't matter where I was going. If if these guys got on a train with me, I would get off and take the next one. Absolutely. I'd be like, sorry, going to be late. These guys in red masks got on the train, and I was not having any of that. (laughs) For real. I wouldn't go anywhere that day. I would just go home. Um, So... The the woman gets on the subway with them, and she's, like, very much looking like she's about to take care of all of this super weird testosterone happening. Um, and then she suddenly, like, breaks the subway window, and the power goes out, which I didn't know that those were connected, but okay. Um, so I thought that she, like... I don't know. I, it could have been a window, but I always assumed it was, like, some sort of, like, power box or something, like... The, a box with the switches, you know, that just they keep they keep all the switches for the subway in the car. In the car, <laughs> maybe yes, behind a glass panel. <laughs> uh, so the bystanders they all like rush off the train, and the masked men are like strewn across the floor as the lights come back on. One of them is bleeding from his severed hand, and his briefcase is missing. <laughs> like, not only is he bleeding from, like, the stump of his arm, but she fully cut the briefcase off and left the hand behind. Yeah! <laughs> like, the hand is lying next to his arm. Disgusting. Absolutely awful. <laughs> hate it. Um, so, the, we then see the woman is now alone with this, like, missing briefcase. Um, she opens it and she goes through all the contents, which include a small clear box of uh, what looks like those tiny little plastic 
uh, clear beads that you used to like make bracelets out of <laughs> as a kid. I know that that can't be what it is. Um, so I'm assuming it's drugs. Uh, we do later find out that it was diamonds. Uh, clearly, I have seen a diamond before. Yeah, obviously. And then the woman disappears uh, as a train passes by. Super mysterious. <laughs> Then we cut to the shield plane, and Mama May is uh, is driving as Coulson, he comes to the cockpit to annoy her. Um, I mean, talk to her. So he's annoying May, and he's like, maybe I should learn to fly. What do you like best about it? The freedom, the view, and she's just like, the solitude. Fucking get it, May. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, It sounds like my boyfriend, introverts, man. God, why they always got to be alone? (laughs) (laughs) So we go to the lab where Fitz is showing Ward the progress that he's made on the night-night gun, which I thought that we already saw that used in the first episode. Like, it seems like they're acting like they just invented it. And so I was very confused. They're perfecting it. Oh, okay, okay. They're they're figuring out the the little details. Because I think that they, like, it was brand, brand new in the first episode. And then... This is just them, you know, whittling it down. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, Ward leaves the lab and he runs into Coulson, who asks how Sky is doing with weapons training. And she apparently gets the safety and magazine confused, which I don't know anything about guns. So I assume that's like a normal thing for a new gun person to get confused on. <laughs> Um, but she also apparently keeps saying bang when she pulls the trigger, which is very Ewan McGregor with a lightsaber. And I hope that she never stops doing that. (laughs) Schwomp. Schwomp. Yeah. I, um, I have heard that like a lot of, um, I think that's a common thing in, uh, action movies where, um, I mean, obviously, the fake guns in action movies, they don't even make any sound. So, right. like, sometimes you're just holding, like, a plastic gun. And a lot of times I've heard uh, directors had to stop actors mid-shot. And they're like, you need to stop saying bang. We will add the bang in post. Please stop saying bang. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Which that would be my me. favorite thing. I would do it without realizing it. Yeah, exactly. Or, or worse, I would like I would like point it and be like, pew. <laughs> right. Pew. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Coulson uh, then finds Sky in the van that's on the plane, and it's not her van, but it reminds her of her van. Um, and Sky refers to Coulson as Phil, which actually so did I literally write when she did. <laughs> um, uh, so the team is, heads to the scene in Stockholm after they figure out that the international diamond thief that they've been hearing about has struck again. Um, they know that the thief is one woman, apparently alone, who does it all with her eyes closed uh, because women always have to go above and beyond. Yeah. I swear. Whatever you can do, we can do in heels with our eyes closed. Um, so Sky guesses that the woman is psychic, and everyone acts like that's, like, the craziest thing that this team has ever had to deal with. <laughs> Which, like, okay. And Coulson reveals that HQ actually didn't send them on this mission. He chose it himself. Um, but he doesn't is tell that them allowed? why. <laughs> is that allowed? Is this allowed? 
you know, it's his plane, I guess. It's fine. Sky suggests that they all check the social media accounts of any of the bystanders, which is genius. Why didn't anybody else think of this? See, that wouldn't work today. That wouldn't work today because no one would be posting it to their main grid. Right. No one would be posting that shit to their main grid on Instagram. <laughs> that would all be on stories. Yeah, and close friends' you stories. Might find, you might find a TikTok. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it would all be on Instagram stories. Yeah. Uh, back at the plane, the team is doing just that, and Coulson is like, it's amazing. Every year, this part of our job gets easier. People are always surveilling themselves between Facebook, Instagram, and Flickr? <laughs> I forgot about Flickr. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't think that Flickr was ever, like, a big enough, like, social media platform to be included with the likes of Facebook and Instagram. Oh, I don't know no. if that's just me. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to say Tumblr, but then changed their minds. Maybe. Sorry, that's my new dog. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest star. His name is Chip. His name is Chip. He's cute. He's, uh... Hey! Chill out! <laughs> <laughs> From this, uh, internet search, uh, they find out that the thief is Aquila um, Amador. And Coulson actually trained her himself, and so he reveals that Skye wasn't actually his first daughter agent. I really liked this scene and um, all the scenes after where Coulson is, like, very adamant that, like, he really wants to make sure that she's not compromised before he turns her in. Yeah. And, you know, gets her thrown in jail or something like that. Like, he, you know, like, the, the circumstances in which she went missing are, like, not great. So, obviously, she could have been compromised in that situation right. and being forced to do the things that she's doing. So exactly. I think that that um, really shows his his integrity. He's a, he's a good Daddy Coulson. Oh, Daddy Coulson. <laughs> um, so, then we cut over to Akila Amador herself. She's standing in, like, an empty, nondescript hotel room with her eyes closed, just listening, I guess. Um, suddenly she grabs a golf club because she golfs apparently. Um, and she opens the door and pulls the guy who was just about to knock on her door into the room because she's so fast. Um, and she's like, you're supposed to come alone. Uh, and he's like, I did. And she's like, well, what about the guy in the other room and the guy at the end of the hall? And, uh, and he's like, no, no, they're just, they're for my safety for when I leave here. Uh, with They're the package. They're just a friend, I swear. <laughs> just a friend. Um, There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> so then she gives him the package that he's apparently there to pick up, which is like a cylinder of golf balls. Uh, because again, she golfs. So We get it. You golf. <laughs> we get it. God, stop bragging. <laughs> Rich bitch. For real. Even more so because he takes one of the golf balls out and crushes it in his hand and it magically turns into a pile of diamonds. Like, that's a very expensive golf ball. It's probably at least $10. Like, maybe even more. Diamond bath bombs. <laughs> she pours... Is it, it can't be water that she pours on it, but, like, it looks like she pours water and it, like, fizzes up. And yeah. And it's diamonds. A little diamond bath bomb. Oh, Amazing. my God. The most expensive bath you've ever taken. <laughs> Luxury. You thought Lush was expensive. <laughs> so, so far, it seems like her powers could include, like, meditation, super hearing, super smell, and turning golf balls into diamonds. Cool. Good power set. 
editing Mariah here. I'm not certain if we just didn't talk about it or if the audio somehow got lost, uh, but we seem to have skipped over all of the scenes in the van before the scene we're about to talk about. I feel like I remember talking about it, but I don't know where that went. So if it seems a little jumpy, that's why. Um, so back over in the van, Sky uh, is able to get the video broadcast cleared up and they see a van that <laughs> eerily looks very similar to theirs. Um, in fact, it's even like got the same surroundings. Um, and then the video changes to x-ray vision and they can see themselves moving on the inside. So funny. Um, and then the camera starts charging at them. So Sky tries to drive away, but she can't because of stupid tall people and their damn pedals being too far away. Relatable. <laughs> I am 4'11", famously one inch taller than Danny DeVito. And my, uh, my partner and I, we share a car and I am always cursing tall people. <laughs> always, always. Um, so... She can't move the car, so she tries to just shoot out the window. But as she says, bang, uh, the bullets fall out the wrong side of the gun, and this bitch runs them over into a ditch. And, like, I mean, on one hand, rude, uh, but on the other, they are literally spying on her, so understandable. It was just a little nudge. <laughs> just a little nudge. She just, like, tipped them over. Just, like, cow tipping, but with a van. So, um, the backscatter x-ray imagery that she has, like, in that camera, uh, it's actually a really cool visual effect. So, Mark Kolpak, who's the visual effects supervisor and a king, <laughs> amazing, a genius, uh, he figured out through research that people would look white and doughy with no features uh, and with clothing appearing as an outline or transparent, like in traditional x-ray backscatters mm -hmm. um so what he did was he asked the costume designer ann foley who is every every crew member on the show is royalty and a genius oh, for sure ann foley is the best uh so she created the uh, costumes for the characters out of clear plastic for the actress to wear over red morph suits cool and so by inverting what was filmed with the actors in those outfits, uh, they were able to create that backscatter effect. That's so cool. I love all these, like, practical effects. I know. I would never think of that. Right. <laughs> I guess that's why I don't have that job. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so the whole team goes back to the plane, and they continue watching this video broadcast until they realize that Amador actually has a camera for an eye, um, which I personally have always wanted just so that I can take pictures of my cat when she's being cute, but like without <laughs> disturbing her and reaching for my phone. <laughs> I want it so I can take mirror selfies that actually look like me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so May tries to convince Coulson to take Amador out and he comes back with, I thought you were ready for combat. I thought you had my back. And May's like, don't ever doubt that. But in this case, <laughs> um, in this case, you're wrong. Right. <laughs> uh, almost immediately, though, they find out that Amador is clearly being controlled because uh, they see her write a note for the people who are watching her in her eye asking if she can sleep. Um, and so now the team knows 
that they're going to have to take shifts watching this feed to find out what she'll be forced to do next. So without skipping a beat, May steps up to take the first watch because May is a badass and she knows when she's wrong. Mm -hmm. So later, Sky goes to talk to Coulson in his office to let him know that like she's with him and she appreciates um, that he gives people like her second chances. Uh, so she's willing to give Amador a second chance to prove herself too. She also refers to May and Coulson as mom and dad, and I love that. And so I uh, am also doing that for the rest of my life. The scene between Sky and Coulson is just so sweet. Yeah, it almost made me like tear up a little. Right. I just I can't imagine how difficult Sky's life has been up until this point. I I just have a soft spot for like adoption and foster care trauma. Yeah. I really feel for it. It's not something I've personally been through. Uh, but it's something that a lot of people close to me are affected by. And, you know, I just, I can see where it would be a rough road. Yeah, definitely. So, Coulson wakes up in the morning and he goes to check on the video feed. And Fitz is asleep on his science stuff. Uh, but he wakes up and he says that May was the last one watching, but that Amador must have fallen asleep. And now May is nowhere to be found. Uh, so then, oh no, <laughs> May did not learn <laughs> from her mistake. She did not know when she was wrong. Uh, she went to go find Amador herself while everybody else was asleep. Uh, she finds Amador and wakes her up from inside the hotel room and they start a fight to the death. And here is just a reenactment of my reaction to this fight scene. <clears throat> Finally, some May action. Oh, no, May. Oh, God, Coulson. Oh, shit, the night-night gun. And scene. <laughs> the night-night gun is my favorite aspect of the show. Yeah, definitely. Because it's just so true to Coulson and, like, who and what this team is mm -hmm. that the most important thing to them is to neutralize the threat but not kill them unless absolutely necessary. Yeah, I feel like that's something really rare in these kinds of spy shows. And, you know, maybe it's because it's Disney and it was on, like, ABC or whatever. But I don't know. I really like it. Yeah, I think it's a good addition. I like it a lot. Uh, so Amador wakes up in a bunk on the plane. And Coulson is there to let her know what's going on and that she's safe. Um, and she apologizes for her mistakes when she was on his team. And she warns him that her cyborg eye camera has a kill switch. And so if she looks at him, uh, then the overlords will either kill her or make her kill him. And so he lets her know that S.H.I.E.L.D. has actually taken over the broadcast so that Ward can be her decoy on her mission. And so she doesn't have to worry about them anymore. Must be such a relief. Oh, my God. I know. Could you imagine being watched every second of every day? So then we cut over to uh, Sky and Ward outside of the the facility where the mission is taking place. Uh, Sky is helping Ward get his cyborg glasses ready. And this is where we find out that Ward is ticklish. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which I love um, so then uh, apparently Fitz and Simmons are getting surgery um, and then I realized uh, that they're actually fine but they are giving surgery <laughs> uh, and Simmons is like ocular surgery is really not my field of expertise and like yeah <laughs> that's like a very specific type of surgery <laughs> um, yikes so then we leave that there for a second. 
Uh, and mom and dad make up while Ward is taking over um, this cyborg's very dangerous robbery mission that costs at least six diamond golf balls worth of intel. Diamond bath bombs. <laughs> yes, diamond bath bombs worth of intel. And Fitzsimmons is performing ocular surgery on said cyborg. Um, and they're giving the surgery with Amador awake. Uh, I'm going to throw up. Like, <laughs> hated that. The surgery scene always, always makes me a little queasy. More than a little queasy. Especially, like... Disgusting. Oof, when she's like, let me. And then she just, like, guides the needle towards her eye. <laughs> I, I know. To this day, I do not even know if they show the needle going into the eye because I have to cover my eyes every time. I could not look. I could not nope, look. Nope, 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 Can't. Anyway, so I, like, sped through that scene. <laughs> uh, Ward is on this mission. He gets to the last door, and he gets a message that he has to now seduce the male security guard. And I'm so excited. Um <laughs> And then they immediately cop out because Sky's like, oh, you have to bromance him. And so now I'm bored. Bromance. <laughs> Nothing really gay about it. Do you remember <laughs> the first night I met Aaron, you and him saying that at open mic? Yes, I do. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Anyway. So, but at least Ward has to try to be a person uh, and he has to brush up on his people skills. Um, he immediately fails and just knocks the guy out with one of his signature terrible punches. I wish I could do that every time I fail at a social interaction. <laughs> I'm having a conversation with a coworker and they keep misunderstanding me and I'm just like, just going to put you to sleep real quick. <laughs> You'll forget all about this in a few hours. Right, right. So then he goes into the next room, uh, like one of those wizard tests from the Sorcerer's Stone. And... <laughs> He looks at the two math people who are in there who do not give two shits that he's there. Um, and then he, like, looks around the room at the beautiful mind-style equation that's covering all four walls. And on the far wall, it looks more like an abstract art project. Um, and then he gets the message, good luck, <laughs> assholes. What the writing on the wall, like, made me think of... You were never into Doctor Who, were you? No. Well, in Doctor Who, like, his language was, like, Gallifreyan. And there was, like, a trend on Tumblr for a while where, like, there were blogs that you could submit a phrase that you wanted written out in Gallifreyan. Uh -huh. And it was, like, all these, like, circles and things like this. And I, um, I'm so glad that I have never had enough money to get all the tattoos that I wanted to get because I could you imagine I would be sitting here with a Gallifreyan tattoo that said my future is unlimited for wicked <laughs> <laughs> and thank god I was never able to get that actually that'd be pretty cool I like that <laughs> I mean so my thought process behind it was like it looks like the clockwork background setting of the wicked stage yeah and, like, I've always loved that line, my future is unlimited. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not that into Doctor Who anymore, so. <laughs> so, Simmons has now pulled the cyborg eye out, but is not sure which wire to cut first to keep Amador from exploding. So then she makes Fitz take over, and he calls Ward, while Ward is desperately trying to escape the situation. Um... 
While they're on the phone, though, uh, Ward accidentally looks in a mirror, and so the overlords see that their mission was completed by a decoy. So then Fitz has to just cut both wires and then get the eye contained in, like, an ice bucket or something (laughs) in the nick of time before it explodes. And then it's just like a... And then it's gone. Um, so then Ward jumps out of a window because they really like jumping out of windows on this show, apparently. Um, <laughs> and Skye pulls up in, in the, the getaway, getaway car. I knew that was coming. <laughs> you knew it. <laughs> I have to. Um, so then Amador is safe, but she still has to go to jail until her trial because even though it wasn't her choice, she did still steal a bunch of stuff and kill a bunch of people. Um, but Coulson does promise that he will testify on her behalf and, and try to get her out of as much trouble as he can, which good for daddy Coulson. And as May is walking her out, Amador asks what happened to Coulson that made him so different from how she remembered him. And May is like, well, he almost died. That can change a person. And Amador is like, yeah, but what did they do to him? And May is like, what? And then Amador quickly is like, never mind. And she goes to the cars that are waiting for her. And like, (laughs) um, (laughs) what? What? (laughs) crazy foreshadowing there um made you think you can't uh you can't see me but i am smiling knowingly (laughs) i know something you don't (laughs) i know something that you'll know in a few episodes (laughs) that should be in a tiktok we should make that tiktok we should Uh, so Coulson meets Skye back in the van and this is actually when I realized that it was not her van the whole time and uh, Coulson is telling her that she did a good job but Skye is still like being really hard on herself but you know it's motivating motivating her to do better so that's all that matters and then we see Amador is in prison, but she finally gets to decide for herself when she gets to sleep. And it made me so happy for her, her like small freedoms. I never imagined that a scene of someone just closing their eyes could be so emotional. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, Pascal Armand, who played Akila Amador, um, she she did such a great job. Yeah. She's actually a theatrical actress, which it makes sense. You know, she you can really see every emotion on her face. And she she received the episode script the night before traveling to Los Angeles. That's crazy. That would stress me the fuck out. <laughs> Wait, but that's amazing for like so little preparation. Yes. And she did such a she such a great performance. But um, in preparation for the role, she watched The Avengers, and she took gym classes, which, hey. I mean, that just sounds like a good lifestyle. It does. <laughs> you you watch Marvel movies, and you go to the gym, and you just do your best. <laughs> yeah, and you get paid for it. Yeah. And so um, about working on the show, she said, quote, The pressure is always on for me to do my best work, no matter what I do. That's just who I am. It started to seep in just how big this show was while I was working on the set, when I went to Stockholm, Sweden, and coming back home to New York City. Everyone was talking about the show, and there were posters everywhere advertising it. It was my first time on a set that big, having such a sizable role. That's awesome. 
She did amazing. Yeah. I loved her. Also, Stockholm, Sweden. Like, yeah. again, with the with the location Huge filming, budget. That Marvel money. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, the only thing left is the post-content content. content. Uh, so, we see Fitz is slowly chewing a pretzel to annoy Ward, and it's working. Um, and so, I <laughs> enjoyed that very much. Um, and then... We pull back to see that they're actually playing cards. And Fitz is hunched over like a fucking gargoyle. <laughs> That's relatable. That's yes. the funniest hate comment I have ever gotten was this this guy on Twitter, like, quote tweeted a selfie of mine and was like, this bitch looks like Smeagol. And I was like, you know what? You're not fucking wrong. <laughs> Go look at any selfie of me and, like, Google Smeagol. Not Gollum. Specifically Smeagol. I do look like Smeagol. <laughs> like, this is not a, like, a self-deprecating thing at all. Because, I mean, a woman can't say this without sounding cocky. But I, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm aware that I'm you pretty. Are. But I do look like Smeagol. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so uh, regardless of his terrible posture, uh, Fitz is actually cheating at cards by having Sky use the x-ray glasses behind the uh, the tinted window behind them. Um, and she's like, are you sure you want me to do this? Because, like, yeah, I can see his cards, but I'll also see you naked. And Fitz immediately changes it. He's like, uh, never mind. Okay, you win. Bye. <laughs> And he leaves. <laughs> um, so then Sky looks at Ward instead, and she approves. It's happening, people! <laughs> it's happening! It's all coming together. Uh, so, overall thoughts. Okay, let's get down to it. Um, my my first overall thought is, what the fuck did they do to Coulson? <laughs> I, I gotta know. I'm gonna be uh, so suspicious of him until we find out. <laughs> also, I didn't like the plot point of May like going in alone to try to kill Amador. I didn't. I feel like she's too smart for that. Like, I get that she's a big old softy when it comes to the people she cares about and she wants to protect them, but that decision just felt too impulsive for her. It felt out of character to me. It didn't seem smart or strategic. Yeah. If Coulson were to do something impulsive like that, I would I would get it because that's more his character. But yeah. May seems a lot more analytical and strategic, and she wouldn't do something like that um, that will likely not have the outcome that you know she wants. Right. So yeah, so that part felt weird to me. I didn't like that, but I did like having more May content though. Yeah. My only note is really that uh, this is the first episode not to reference the events that takes place in the MCU previously. Really? There is not a single MCU reference in this episode. This is all AOS. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good episode. I think it's pretty strong. I didn't have any complaints. I agree. I like this one. All right. That concludes our episode on I Spy. Woohoo! So if you uh, if you want to keep up with us, um, I'm posting a lot of good stuff. Well, not to toot my own horn, but I'm working. You toot really that hard horn. On the you stuff toot that... it. It's good. Okay, I'm tooting. I'm tooting. I'm tooting. <laughs> <laughs> toot it. 
toot toot. <laughs> anyway, I'm working really hard on TikTok stuff. I'm trying to make some good content to promote. So you can follow us on TikTok at Agents of Nothing Podcast. Yes. <laughs> our Twitter, where I mostly just repost our TikToks, is Agent Nothing Pod. Uh, you could also go to anchor.fm slash agents of nothing and send us a voice message with your thoughts. We would love to hear from you. Yes. And if we get enough listeners, you can donate to us, which I just put in my two weeks at work. So <laughs> that would be nice. We're begging a little bit this time. That would be nice. <laughs> I'm, I don't yeah. need money. Don't worry about me. I don't need money. But, you know, you could, you could give us some money if you want. We wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us at agentsofnothingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts, theories, questions, concerns. Our personal, uh, you can follow me, Mariah, on Twitter at fullswampwitch underscore. Uh, my TikTok is Submarine Warfare, and my Instagram is also Submarine Warfare. And you can find me, Caroline, on Twitter at RustyPage95, on Instagram at underscore RustyPage, and on TikTok at CrazyGinger995. Next week, we will be covering Season 1, Episode 5, Girl in the Flower Dress. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye! Bye, love!